Welcome back to Amanda here on CQT 90.3 FM, cqt.ca around the world. And if you want to check out the best of Amandla, please do visit our blog, which is at uh, cqt.ca slash Amandla. In recent months, Sudan has implemented austerity measures that have translated into terrific hardships for the people. Inflation has soared and prices for the most basic things, bread, medication, fuel and electricity, have skyrocketed. In essence, the government has abandoned spending on the most basic services and needs of the people, including health and education. Despite a climate of fear and repression, we have seen street demonstrations and civil disobedience actions, particularly in Khartoum. People have been seen brandishing placards that say, I can no longer afford my heart medication. In January, the situation prompted over 200 pharmacies to close their doors in protest and in solidarity. Back in 2014, during another wave of austerity measures and privatization, many Sudanese took to the streets only to be greeted by live fire from government forces, ending in the killing of some 200 protesters. Four years on, the Sudanese remember the harsh crackdown, and some have turned to other, more subtle forms of resistance. Last week, I had the opportunity to speak with Mamoun Edlib, poet, writer, and cultural editor with the newspaper Al-Sudani. I started by asking him about the recent street demonstrations and civil, disobedient act civil disobedience actions in Khartoum in the face of the government's austerity measures. They, they are trying and organizing demonstrations. And they are calling the people to go out. But from my view... The demonstrations are a little bit more activists, more politicians, and, uh, and the people in the streets are not engaging that much with it. Uh, it's actually the things uh, uh, with which going on with the economy in the country mm -hmm. and. Um, and uh, the prices of the, the 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 basic needs of the people are really high and really shocking and shocking for everyone. Um, me myself, I'm working as a proofreader in a newspaper, and I'm proofreading all the things that the people are saying in the streets, and they are very angry. Uh, very shocked, and they don't know what to do, and also they don't have belief in the oppositions uh, of the government. They don't believe in them and the call that they say to the people to go out. Sudanese people, basically, they are afraid of the when they see Syria and Iraq and the things are happening in Libya and all the things are happening in Egypt and all, all of that, they, they think that the government, at least, they give them safety. And Sudan uh, knows as a country with uh, a lot of militaries and uh, people who are against the government and they, they, they actually... There is a lot of wars in Sudan, more than the things that are happening in all the countries mm -hmm. for 50 years or more than that. So the people in Khartoum, 
let us say Khartoum, not say Sudan, because Khartoum is very different than Sudan. Uh, Khartoum is actually, they are afraid that the thing will be like Syria and all of these things. If you ask anyone in the street why you don't go out and why you don't uh, go to the demonstration and things, they will say to you, okay, it's bad. That all the things is bad. But if we go out, we will be like Syria. This is the whole thing. This is what the streets are saying. So the government is playing on this net, the safety net. If you read the media, the, 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 the journal, every week, every day, you will see that the government are saying that every day, every day, they are saying that if you go out, we will be like Syria. The government's austerity measures have been introduced in the context of 20 years of U.S. sanctions against Sudan and the 2011 secession of South Sudan that saw the country lose 75% of its oil revenues. I asked Mamoun if this did not leave the government with few options. He showed little sympathy for this and pointed the finger right back at the al-Bashir regime, its deep level of corruption and mismanagement, its ongoing wars on three fronts within the country. The corruption inside the government is unbelievable. The people inside the government who are really, really just working for themselves are a lot. And the government used to feed them before the separation of the South. And after that, they can't feed them anything. So they get to the whatever resources that left for the north of Sudan and uh, they feed from that. So now, after the, the, the economical uh, collapse, if we can say, it is a collapse, the government couldn't actually stop the corruption inside it. They can't stop people, like very big people, uh, very big names from it. So what's happening now with the collapse is actually, it's like a, what can I say, a mountain is actually a huge mountain is going in the front of the scene for the Sudanese people and they know about it and they can't say anything about it because they, they really, 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 really uh, care about the safety of the city more than the safety of their lives. And uh, the thing is, they can't uh, see that they are dying every day because of the problem of health, because of the problem of the, they don't, the, uh, the pound, the Sudanese pound lost everything. It's actually nothing. It's just papers. Devalued, yeah. Yeah. No value at all. It's actually... If, if, you, if you can see, it's at least in our newspaper, we are quitting the job actually next week. Uh, all the, all the, um, the proofreaders, the, the designers of the newspapers, because if you work seven hours a day and you don't get anything, mm. anything, if you, if you take your salary, it will finish after two days. Me, myself, I work for $15 a 
a month. Fifteen. That's my salary. A month. Will you be part I of this? I work for less than less than one dollar in a day. Yeah. Will you be will you be leaving your job as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are going to do the same, all of us actually. With that's that's the thing. My view, if you want to take down the government, you have to start from the contrabass. <laughs> you have to what? Sorry, repeat. You have to start you... from the you have to start from the contrabass. Yeah. From the game, I mean. So the people who work uh, in the newspaper, if you want to shut down the newspaper, the 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 designers have to resign. After revealing in protest that he, along with his colleagues, would be stepping down from his job at the Al Sudani newspaper, I asked Mamoun if I could contact him in a month to check in and see how things were going. He paused for a long time and then answered that a month would not be long enough. He pointed to the deep and patient process of protest in Sudan and to a regime that not only derives its strength through intimidation and the barrel of a gun, but also from extensive international support, including a lot of funding from the European community to Sudan to control the flow of migrants to Europe. No one will expect anything. Hmm. And I don't think that this government will change because it's being supported by the European Union and the U.S. as a, a protect country from the uh, immigration to Africa, to the West. Sudan is, is, uh, is a very central place for that. It's actually the main gate for the West. And the European Union actually are paying a lot of money for the militias of the government established called the Damasteria. Uh, they pay them money. These militias are actually criminals. They kill the people everywhere. They, uh, they kiss you, they rape women a lot everywhere. They take money for it's a tragic thing. It's called the Damasay. And this militias are actually being paid by the European Union and by the US and by even, I don't know, the UN or not. But actually, it's it's, uh, it's really dark future for Sudan to see that this stable country, at least, because they look at it as a stable country. If you look to the Egypt or uh, Libya or, or Syria or whatever. <clears throat> but it's, so, it's, not, it's, the, not, it's not very stable for the people who live mm-hmm. there who cannot afford their medicine or their bread or even to work. Where's the stability no, no. in that? Uh, it's a very complicated uh, uh, situation. Uh, the, the opposition are trying to take out of the government. They try to take off the government, and the government are being supported by the West, if we can say the West. I don't believe in this world, but it is real. You paint a very grim picture. A grim picture. <laughs> a grim, a grim, a very, uh, a very um, difficult challenge. A grim picture. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's that's it. It's actually, 
And uh, I don't think after a month we can change things, mm-hmm. but we can change the things that we, with our hands at least. Even we can just sit in the homes and do whatever job we can do, like proofreading some books and it's better than working for the Sudanese newspapers. It's really, it's really uh, a shame, we can say, because you can say what you want to say. Uh, in the cultural pages, as a work, as a, an editor, in the cultural pages, we say things, and we say it in a very care way, <laughs> while trying to give the knowledge to the people, and encourage uh, them to read, at least. But uh, at the end, we can't even live with the salaries and all the things, and the pound itself doesn't mean anything. Um, if one does equal um, 31 pounds, and the pound itself, it's actually a thousand pounds because the Sudanese government changed the, the, the currency uh, three times in the last 25 years. So one pound means a thousand pounds. So one dollar equals 31,000 Sudanese pounds, which is crazy. If you want to buy bread, one bread is 1,000 Sudanese pounds. It's an impossible situation. And it's very, yeah, yeah, and very small. The bread itself, very small. Very, very small. If you want to feed your family, uh, actually, I heard a lot of stories about the people who are actually starting to go inside the supermarket and steal. A lot of people are stealing now. And the Sudanese people are known as people who are actually don't steal. They have morals and things like that. But now they are starting to steal. And this is what's scary. What's scary more uh, if we go out, if we didn't change the government by administration or uh, anything, if you can say it, we will be in a chaos. The hunger, the people are hungry. You can't actually let your children hungry in the house and you don't go back with anything to feed. It's a very dark picture. It is. Mamoun, I really appreciate you joining us here on Amandla and um, keep safe and we will keep in touch. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. After the interview, I came across an interview Mamoun Labi gave to the Goethe Institute back in 2013. He had something to say about revolution, and I would like to end with that. I think revolution is, is not a non-stopping process everywhere in the world. I can't see a place without a revolution. It's just like sometimes it's violence, sometimes it's uh, full of blood, and sometimes it's full of colors and music. So uh, it's always revolution. The, the, the human mind is a, it's a, it's a revolution itself.